0: a lot of the difficulties is shaping your mindset you know if you consider yourself you know a a sculpture within a massive stone you have to chip away at all of the unwanted stone until you can get that masterpiece of a, a statue.
1: Friend, welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joyen Chan, your host of the podcast by Joy with Joyen. Thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic, courageous, and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow to live a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. And joining us today is a special guest, and he is a self-taught serial entrepreneur who has built and has been a part of several successful companies. He's currently pursuing his passion for entrepreneurship and collaborating with other entrepreneurs, and is continuously searching for more opportunities to further develop his mindset, skill set, and knowledge. His expertise allows him to bring Great value to any table, whether it's funding, business development, marketing, investor relations, or leading development team. He continues to work with like-minded entrepreneurs to create, develop, and skill innovative and impactful companies around the world. And he's here today to empower you to step into courage, gain the confidence, and make a commitment to take action to manifest your dreams and your goals. So guys... Help me and welcome my new friend, Tom Mays. This episode is sponsored by Get the Law of Attraction. If you have been listening to this podcast, then you will know I am a big believer of the universe and the law of attraction. Get the Law of Attraction is a spiritual and inspirational company that gives you something really good like chocolate chip cookies to feed your soul and your mind every single day. They provide daily Instagram posts and reels on the universe, gratitude, spirituality for your hectic life. They also have an educational course on the Law of Attraction and Gratitude Journal and their links are in the show notes below. Go to their website and use promo code J O Y A N when you sign up and you will get $25 off. Hi Tom, welcome to the show.
0: Awesome, Joanne. What an introduction. Thank you so much for having me here.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure to have you here today. So um, the first place that I want to start with you, I want to talk about your philosophy, right? Because I saw that in your website. And your philosophy is everyone has a skill set and the key is to uncover it, find a passion within it, and discover how to make it profitable. And let's live with passion and be the change agent the world needs. So I want to ask, like, how do you how do you help individuals find their skill set and their passion? Because you know a lot of people say, oh, I don't even know what's my passion. Why my passionate about? Or why I'm good at? I'm not talented, right?" So how do you help them to find their unique talents and skill set and passion?
0: Absolutely. So, um, when I'm working with individuals, uh, I highly or you know coaching and mentoring young entrepreneurs or people that are pursuing business or you know, just pursuing their passions in general. I, if they're struggling to find, you know, their passion, what they really want to pursue and the skill set that they want to develop, I really encourage people to, you know, try everything they can as much as possible. And then what they're going to determine is, you know, what gives them energy and what takes energy away from them. So, you know, if they're doing public speaking and they find it absolutely draining and it's just, you know, what they just miserable the whole time, Meanwhile, if they're going and doing some accounting work, it gives them energy and they absolutely love it. Then I encourage people to, you know, follow what provides them with energy, what provides them with fulfillment and significance, and then work within that skill set and continue to develop it because it's going to be a strength zone. And within that strength zone, they'll be able to pursue and develop it to higher heights.
1: Great. Great. Alright, so now, okay, once they have discovered their passions and what they are good at, how do they then turn it into their expertise and you know, make money or build a business? Like what is next?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so um it it is such a such a great question and it's very dependent upon, you know, the skill set. If they find that their their skill set is based around, you know, communicating with people, they're a phenomenal communicator. Um, you know, like for myself, example, you know, I determine that to be one of my greatest skill sets is communicating with people um, in a simplistic manner as well as an effective manner. Um, so with that, I look at the fields that I can pursue where communication is a very valuable skill. So for another person, if it is, you know, artwork or it's a certain kind of design or maybe it's a way of developing systems. If they're very effective at developing systems and they love it, then, you know, look at the the areas of interest, the different businesses, different uh, career paths, whether they want to be entrepreneurial or they want to be, you know, working as a, as a career and a job. Then start, you know, making lists of different areas that they can pursue, different businesses that they can pursue, and then either find a coach and mentor in that field or just start trying things on the, their own. And then through a trial of you know elimination, they're going to really be able to focus in on what really gives them energy, provides them with significance and fulfillment. And you know through that they'll develop a, a skill set that's um, very valuable. And then they're paid very well for their time and their efforts.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people think um, my passion cannot be profitable, right? For example, I'm passionate about. Being an artist or being a musician, but I cannot make a living off that, right? It's just my passion is something that is nice to do. It's nice to have in my life. I can do it on during my free time, or, but I can't make it into a business. How would you encourage people to, like, what are some of the ways to turn your passion into a profitable business?
0: Uh, Phenomenal. I would... Actually, take that two different ways. Um, one would be really consider if you do want that area to to become a business. Because um, I think we've all taken something that we've really loved and enjoyed for me, uh, health and fitness, I just absolutely love going to the gym. But I know for a fact that if I started coaching and doing fitness training for other people, and I'd spent eight hours, 10 hours a day in, in the fitness world, I think my passion would actually turn more into a job and I wouldn't have as much of a, a fulfillment from it but if it is you know a passion that for me like communicating with people then I can turn that into a business and I do see that being a long-term vehicle that would be the first step that I take determining if I want that to actually be something that I focus on for generating income um, and then I would start um, you know you're pursuing that and and looking for areas to uh, to engage those skills
1: yeah, I love that. That is such a great answer. Because it's all about making the first decision, whether you want it or not, do you really want to make it work, right? So now I want to talk about um, your, your story, basically, like, how did you get started? Because now I know you're successful, and you're running a few businesses at the same time. Um, so you're highly successful now. But I want to know, like, how did you get started in the first place? Like, how did you get started in business?
0: Yeah, lovely. Um, I always it puts a huge smile on my face every time I think about it because you know it takes me right back to you know elementary school and high school. Um, and believe it or not, like the first entrepreneurial ventures were actually in video games when you could make money buying and selling and doing different things in video games. Um, and then you know I took that application to to the real world, and a lot of my my drive was I. I really saw how much money played a role in society. You know, I would go to family get togethers and dinners and, you know, my cousins or my uncles or my aunts, they'd be super stressed out because their their vehicle broke down. And, you know, now they have to pay $800 to get new brakes or they need to pay $15,000 for a new roof on their house. And it just caused so much stress and anxiety or, you know, new, new soccer cleats for their child and it's $200. And you could just tell you know, when I was young age, you know, five to 12 years old, that was a common theme. It was, you know, the stress of money. And I looked at people that had, you know, money figured out per se, you know, they had really comfortable lifestyle, they could go on vacations, they could, you know, buy those soccer cleats for their kids, put their kids in any sports that they wanted. And I never thought money was everything. But I really thought, man, wow, money really provides a lot of freedom and a lot of options. And if you don't have it, it it serves a massive negative impact on your life versus if you have it and use it as a tool. Um, You know, it's not everything, but it sure opens up life and it can sure help de-stress some situations. So with that mindset um, and that understanding, um, you know, I never wanted to live a life where I felt like I was chained down and I was being burdened upon by, you know, having limitations on my freedom due to this thing called money. And I was so young, I really didn't understand, you know, the full implications of it. But I knew that if it was something that I could remove as a burden from my life and my family's life and my mom's life and my brother's life, um, then that was a problem that I really wanted to solve and remove from the equation so that I could do what I want with whoever I want, uh, wherever I want. So um, I look at business as uh, a vehicle to provide that freedom for for myself and my family.
1: Lovely. I mean, I I saw it, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw that you say, you know, family is everything, right? I believe that is the reason why, like everyone has their why. Why do they want to start a business, right? I, I believe that is your why. is really to provide your family or yourself, you know, the freedom of choices, that like you can just do anything at any time with anyone that you want. So now I want to know, so you first, so how, okay, how did you then, so you now you have this, you know, you made a decision for yourself that this is what I'm going to do. And so did you actually get, get a job, like a nine to five job eventually, or you did you did not, and you just like straight after, you know, high school, you just start your own business. How was the journey like?
0: Totally. Um, just, just before I dive into that too, you know, you mentioned, you know, family is everything and your why and, you know, entrepreneurship can be so difficult and I don't want to like weigh into the negative side of it. There's so many positives, but if, if your why is, is greater than just you, then you're going to be able to push through a lot more difficult situations for a longer period of time. If, if my business success was based around, me and what i wanted to accomplish because of me i would never have been able to go through the hard times that i had to go through but because my why was around my family my mom my brother uh my friends the the impact that i want to have on the world then the troubles and the difficulties that i've had to go through have been so small in comparison to to my why and 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 what's pushing me through those hard times Um, So to answer your question about, you know, right out of high school, um, I actually got my first job when I was 14. Um, I think you're in grade 10 at that point. And I would go to school, I would get on my longboard, and then I'd longboard home, I'd have a sandwich at home. And then I would longboard down to a, a sawmill down the down the street from my house. And it was about, I don't know, maybe a 30 minute walk or on the longboard skateboard, it was only 10 or 15 minutes and I would carry wood for about four hours after school uh, and then I would do it on the weekends as well. Four by fours, you know, uh, two by fours, anything up from eight feet to about 16 feet long and I, I made 14 bucks an hour and that was my first job for the first two years.
1: Wow, that is amazing. Right, so okay, I believe you have, you know, earlier you mentioned about going through challenges and if your why is not big enough then you will not be able to push through those challenges so now i want to know what are some of the challenges that you know did you have to uh that you you did you you have to overcome at the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey like what are some of the challenges that you could remember
0: absolutely great question um and i would say like it's amazing because you know like you know mindset is everything and we hear this in books and audios and podcasts and and we say it to ourselves as entrepreneurs and you know to this day I feel like it's an onion and all the time you're constantly learning more about your mindset and to this day I'm still amazed by how much I'm learning and improving my entrepreneurial mindset but you know a lot of the difficulties is shaping your mindset you know if you consider yourself you know, a sculpture within a massive stone, you have to chip away at all of the unwanted stone until you can get that masterpiece of a statue. And in the beginning, it's very rough, there's big chunks that need to come off. And for me, um, I had massive anxiety around, you know, talking with people and, and doubting myself. So I, one of my first like entrepreneurial positions were, you know, more in the sales position and dealing with clients and Working with other business owners, and I would show up to a sh- coffee shop to have a meeting, and I would have like cold sweats, and I would just be so nervous, and I would show up 20 minutes early, and I would just be like sweating, and I would call my my business coach and mentor at the time, and I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how to do this, and he's like, Tom, you're going to be okay. Just like go in there, have a conversation. If you mess it up, it's no worries. You know, there there'll be another day, another client, and. I would sit at the meeting with, with a potential client, and I'm sure I blew it you know, tons and tons of times because I was so nervous, but I really had to get over my self-doubt. I really had to improve on my communication skills. I really had to get through that, that social anxiety of speaking with people and really building that confidence of, um, and, and belief in myself um, to lead a meeting, to even have a conversation with, with, with an individual. That was huge.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that because I can't tell that you now have, you know, you are so confident in and you are, you just said that in the beginning of the show, you just said you are a great communicator, you you know, communication is your strength. And I cannot believe that you just mentioned in the past when you first started out, you you have social anxiety, you struggle with social anxiety, you can't even bring yourself to talk to anyone. So now, okay, I want to go back to the mindset because it's so important to talk about mindset, Right. So what are some of the things that you are still because I know you're continuing you know you're still um you are working on your mindset every day it's not like oh, I'm I'm now successful I built a couple of businesses I, I don't need to you know work on myself anymore I'm ready here I'm redundant but it's not really the case right because you have to continue to grow because then your business will grow because if you're not growing then your business is not growing as well so what are some of the things that you do now you know like everyday to continue to build yourself while you're also building your business.
0: Wonderful. Um, yeah, I love that question. It's it's a constant journey of of, you know, self-improvement and, and business improvement. And um, just before I transition into that too, you mentioned like uh, the communication, uh, I, I really want to, you know, impose onto the listeners that, you know, something that you consider a massive weakness right now like my social anxiety can actually become one of your greatest strengths. And just because it's a weakness at this time, you know, or I don't even like to say weakness, but area of improvement, if you put that time and effort and you go baby step by baby step by baby step by baby step, you can really, you know, allow it to become one of your greatest strengths and you might have never have known it. Um, And then to your point, what am I doing on a daily basis? I would actually have to say, um, the greatest impact in my life over the past four months has been a, a a new coach and mentor of mine. And, you know, there's, there's always a, a new level that you can reach. You know, if you look at the sports world, you know, if you want to be the best fighter or the best swimmer in the world, like there's generally always somebody that's better than you. And, and in the business world, there's always, someone that's accomplished more. There's always someone who's built a bigger business or more businesses. And um, I'm very, very fortunate to be plugged into some incredible mentors that have really accomplished some some really, really incredible things. And while I'm having conversations with them and, and doing coaching sessions with them, um, I'm still working on my mindset is is my number one thing. And I'll have a call with one of my coaches or mentors, and I will literally be thinking about it for like the next seven days because I'll be like wow I can't believe like so much wisdom was packed into a one hour meeting like that was unbelievable and I'll I'll journal about it and I'll just take a couple hours a day to just really think about it and digest it and you know things that I've been told by a coach or mentor a month ago are actually settling in now and I just got it on the weekend and I was like oh my gosh like Even though he's told me this like three times a week for a month, I finally, I finally understand it. So um, it's incredible that, you know, just taking the wisdom from others. So I really um, have been focused a lot on that. And then I also, you know, read a lot as well. I read a minimum of one book per month. Um, And I would say journaling, reading a a book a month, and then really dialing into a coach and mentor are, are my main focuses right now.
1: Yeah, I love to talk. I love to ask. Like, I would love to know what are your, because you read a book a, a week or is it a month?
0: Yeah, generally, generally one book a month. If I'm if I'm focused on it more, I'll do two or three books a month. But generally, at least one book a month. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, what are you currently reading right now? I'm curious.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm reading two books right now. One's actually called, um it's straight line selling The It's a Wolf of Wall Street's book, Jordan Belfort's book, uh, which is quite interesting. Good read. And then the second book is, oh man, I can't remember the exact title of the book, but it's, um, it was Goldman Sachs the New York times bestseller. Um, it's about, uh, it's called the, I think it's the dog and the man or something like that. And it's about taking risk and how, Uh, risk taking over you know the past four or five hundred years has changed so much Um, you know from the hunter and gather ages you know thousands of years ago how stress you'd be stressed out for maybe eight hours while you were in a dangerous situation where now you can have financial stress that stresses you out for four years and how does that impact the body so those are two books i'm reading right now
1: great so now for i believe reading you know books have been contributing to your success today so what would you say would be the like the one book that every entrepreneur must read like what is what is the one book that you can you would recommend that everyone must read for entrepreneur
0: phenomenal oh it's so hard to choose choose one book Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: three
0: books right off the top of my head i'll go with um uh bold uh, it's by I can't remember the first name but last name's Diamond, phenomenal book, also uh, author of Abundance. Second book would go classic with Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Um, and then a third book, which I think you know everybody should read this book in high school. You know, how instead of how to kill a mockingbird and, in high school, everybody should read um, you know, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's an amazing book to just, you know, be a first read as a as a wanna want to be entrepreneur or wanna be successful career or pursuing a sport. And it's it's amazing. Just how to take those baby steps in the right direction and how they compound over time. It's so fundamental.
1: Great. Okay, now I wanna talk about um your mindset again because you know there are just so many things that you can talk about mindset, but I wanna know, like because you are a serial entrepreneur. And you are managing a few uh, businesses at the same time, right? Now I know you're like, you're even into like NFT, right? You you just started your own NFT company. Yes. (laughs) That's amazing. So I want to know like, what is the mindset that you have adopted that allows you to not only just run one business, like successfully, but establishing four, if I'm not wrong, four businesses without stressing yourself out, without the overwhelm. Because some people they get overwhelmed with just one business, right? They are running one business and they get overwhelmed and they are working like 24 hours every day, you know, seven days a week. So just like you need a different mindset, as we talked about earlier, just like you need a different mindset to go to the next level, right? Like from, let's say, six figure to seven figure, people don't work on their mindset, right? Which is why they are still stuck and they couldn't seem to break through it. So I want to know like, what is the mindset that has allowed you or has helped you to become successful serial entrepreneur running a few businesses
0: hmm great question um i would yeah i i you know i really like to put things into to perspective um whether it's one business or four businesses or you know you know tons of businesses i mean uh tony robbins has over, over 100 businesses um you know richard branson has over 450 businesses um And then you can look at, you know, one single business with with Jeff Bezos and, you know, Amazon, and he's got hundreds of thousands of employees. And, you know, those people can have the same amount of stress, you know, or, you know, someone that is, you know, having a landscaping business with three employees and they're working 24 seven and they are stressed out all of the time you know, they can have the same amount of stress as Jeff Bezos does. It's really like a self self-imposed stress. Um, and if you think about it, nothing, the only thing that has changed is, is the systems and processes that they have in place and the leverage that they use. So they still only have 24 hours in a the day. They still only have 24 hours in a day. So the way that they leverage teams of people, the way that they leverage systems and organizations and, and delegate is is really the key to, to scalability. And whether that is relative to one massive organization like Amazon, or whether that's relative to 450 companies like Richard Branson. So when I think of myself with with four companies, um yeah it's it's a lot to handle but honestly it would probably be an absolute walk in the park for Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson it would be like the easiest day of their life you know so with that in mind i always think wow so it really isn't about my situation it's not about my businesses it's about the way that i think about my businesses and the way that i you know delegate work and it's the systems that i put in place so with that in mind, I'm constantly realizing that my limitation is not my businesses. It's not the situation. The limitation is my mindset. So the the solution to that limitation and the solution to the problem is to improve my mindset. So then I reach out to a coach or mentor or I listen to or read some books or listen to some podcasts because all of the stress that I experience is self-imposed. And it's due to my lack of ability of implementing systems, delegating work and building teams of people. So um, I would say that mindset has helped me progress.
1: Um, how do you, what, what are some of the things that you do to, to reduce your stress? Because I believe we still have stress, like, you know, we can't really get rid of stress, right? It will still come. But how do you manage your stress, your anxiety? I'm sure sometimes, you know, some days it happens, right?
0: <laughs> oh absolutely so much <laughs> yeah there's definitely lots of stress and anxiety um meditation is key for me i i meditate every day for for 22 minutes i've been doing that for about five years that's been huge um fitness and and health for me so making sure that i'm eating a proper diet um you know working out at least five times a week is really important for me um we're all very individualistic right so some things that work well for me may not work for other people but those three have really really helped me and then again is is leaning on a coach or mentor this probably gives me the the most kind of comfort because when i can talk to somebody that's done far more than i have and i'm nervous about a situation and i can say hey Um, you know, imaginary Carl, Carl, is everything okay with my situation? Are things going well from your perspective? And he says, yes, things are going well. Then I know that I'm stressing out for no reason. So then I can kind of take a deep breath and keep focusing. Um, Sleep has actually been a huge adjustment for me over the past six months. Um, I used to sleep, you know, four to six hours a night for the past probably six, seven, eight years of entrepreneurship. And then I made a major shift over the past six months of sleeping anywhere from six to to nine hours a night. And it's been absolutely life changing. Like I have way less stress, I can think way more clearly. Um, So I would say those are some of the some of the tools that I use and journaling, journaling helps a lot too.
1: Yeah, now I want to talk about mentorship because you mentioned it like a couple of times throughout this conversation, right? You have a mentor and you yourself, you are also a mentor too. You also coach people. So why is it important to you? Uh, so wh- I want to know, like, when did you decide that, oh, I'm going to get a mentor? Like, did you, when you first started your business, did you get a mentor right away? Or were you like trying to figure things out, trying to work on yourself, just read books, listen to podcasts, but you didn't really invest in yourself to get a mentor? for real, like in real life, but when was the moment that you decide, okay, I'm now going to, you know, uh, I'm going to reach out and get some help, like professional help, like get a coach, get a mentor.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, in the beginning, um, I didn't think I needed a coach or mentor and, but When I think back, like I actually did have a lot of coaches and mentors, but I just wouldn't classify them that, Um, you know, if I'm listening to tons of podcasts every day and I love Tom Bilyeu, he's one of my favorite podcasters. And, you know, I would really grasp onto his mindset and the people that he interviewed and I would use that as a coach and mentor. Obviously, um, it wasn't two sided communication, but, you know, that would really help the books that I read, the seminars that I would go to, the leadership seminars, the Transform, transformation seminars. And then, you know, through, you know, a coach and mentor can also be, you know, if you're working as a, as a sales employee at a car dealership and the sales manager, they are your, you know, coach and your mentor at that time. Um, or maybe it's your uncle or, you know, you're in real estate and there's a really successful real estate agent that you can go for lunch every once in a while. So, you know, There is huge benefits to like a quote unquote professional situation with a coach and mentor, which is invaluable because they exactly know your situation and how to offer proper advice. But you can also have coaches and mentors who are more indirectly without, you know, kind of that quote unquote professional title of coach and mentor. But I would say I had many coaches and mentors indirectly from the age of 16 to about 21 and then I had one more directly from 21 till 22 and then I took a break for about a few years and then over the the past year and a half I've had coach and mentor that's a little bit more indirectly and then over the past six months I've had a very very direct coach and mentor um so yeah I've had a variety
1: <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I love that I love it's not just about, it's like everyone around you can be your coach, can be your mentor. But yeah, I would say if you're really about, you really want to grow your business, but it's really important to hire a business mentor, a business coach, because you cannot ask advice from a friend who has not done a business, who has who is not in business. You ask them for like, hey, you know, what do you think of, you know, my business? How can I better run my business? They are not going to give you the, you know, the, the advice that you need right to grow your business so the right mentor is still very important depends on where you are you know where you want to go in life so now what advice would you give to a you know young entrepreneur who is just like getting started or they are thinking about starting what would you say to them
0: awesome and and to your point um you know, like coach and mentor in every aspect, like I have a relationship coach, I have a health and fitness coach, I have a business coach, I have a transformation coach. (laughs) Um, So like you said, you know, really seeking out people that specialize in the area that you're they're looking for, for the advice from. So um, advice for, you know, a young entrepreneur or somebody that's a, a new entrepreneur, I would say, you know, really, if you if you're already set on, you know the business that you want to build then then run with it but if you're in the process of figuring it out don't be affra- afraid to try many 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 different things and if you're you know building a business in one aspect and you realize man this is really not a good fit for me don't be afraid to you know jump and try a new business or jump and try something different or do a joint partnership with someone for 6 months or a year and it doesn't work out i mean i've had so many businesses. And if you ask a lot of entrepreneurs, they've generally had a lot of different successes and a lot of different failures. So, you know, you don't have to just run one into the ground for five or six or seven or eight years and never make any progress, you know, you know, analyze it, reflect on it, see if it's a good fit for your strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, don't jump ship so early that you only, you know, kick the can down the road for two weeks and then you gave up but kind of finding that healthy balance um and then you know just trial by error i mean elon musk's saying of entrepreneurship is like staring into the abyss and eating glass i think is so relevant you know like like entrepreneurship is really you know you're building something in the space of the unknown so you really have to you know school of hard knocks take the best step forward that you can Try not to beat yourself up too much, and just take every step forward that you possibly can, and reach out to the people that can assist you in the journey.
1: Yeah, I love that you just mentioned about failures and success, because I believe, I think, of uh, course, this is my, you know, this is my personal point of view. I, I think a lot of people don't, don't start a business, although they want to, they really want to. They have this dream. They, everyone has dream. Everyone has goal, right? The reason why they don't start is because they have fear of failure and it's holding them back, it's stopping them from getting started, you know, taking the first step. So how would you because like a lot of people and then when they get started, right, and then they you know, failed, quote unquote failed in their business, and they just go back to their nine to five job and they're like, oh, I just can't be an entrepreneur, I just can't be successful, I just gonna So how would you how did you personally overcome your fear your your failures, like? I'm sure you, you also mentioned that you have some few successes, you have few failures. How did you overcome that?
0: Hmm, great question. Um, I would say that I was luckily to be born quite an optimistic person where, you know, if I if I stub my toe and I'm laying on the couch for the next two weeks because I broke my toe, then I, I'm like, wow, this is at least I get to relax for two weeks, you know, so I have a positive mindset about it. Um, but I really just look at you know if if you look at the life you know journey of life in general, in my opinion, like when you get to the end of your life, if you have you know millions, billions and billions of dollars, it's fantastic. Um, if you get to the end and you only have a million dollars, you know it's 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 not the end of the world. What you're really going to love and joy about your life is when you look back on it, and it's the experiences and the adventures and the you know the life the life lessons that you learned and the relationships that you built. So, you know, when you go to start your business um, and you, you, you quote unquote fail, um, which is not failure, it's just a lesson, but in, you know, three years and you look back on that time, are you going to regret not taking that leap and not going for it? Or are you going to regret that, you know, you actually tried your best and you ended up failing? My guess is that you're going to be really proud of yourself that you took that leap and you did your best. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. Just as if you were talking to, you know, uh, your, your child, you know, and, and your child really wants to try a new sport. And it's like, oh, come on, you know, her name's Susan. Susan, you really want to try soccer? Go and try it. But she's so scared to try soccer because she might be bad at it. And it's, it's really the same scenario that maybe she goes, she tries it, she doesn't like it, and then she quits. Um, it's fine. You know, these are just adventures through life um you know choose the regret that you're going to have either you 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 know you're going to regret that you never tried it or you're going to regret that you know it didn't work out and that's fine you know it's just lessons learned and adventures along this journey of life so um i think life is too short and it'd be too boring if we didn't try uh try adventuring while we're while we're journeying through
1: yeah that is beautiful now you inspired me to ask a question which is to Talk about your process of how you start a business because like I said, you you just started, I don't know how long, but you just started an NFT company. So can you tell us about the process of you first getting the business idea and then, you know, finding partners or, you know, hiring team and getting your, you know, um everyone on board and then to, to successfully establish the business and keep it up and running. What is the process of the journey of, getting a business, like getting the business idea and then get it, you know, up and running. What is the process of your thought process?
0: Absolutely. So initially it's, it's concept, right? So the idea I'll definitely have some conversations with individuals in the space, like for my, for myself with the NFT space, I, I didn't really know it that well when I got started out. Not many people do because it's such a new industry. So I would talk with people in the industry to, to identify if it is a good idea. Um, if it was a good idea, good concept um, I would then I then went to find a team of people. so I reached out to uh, about ten people and out of the ten people, seven people were interested in in joining in some capacity. Um, some individuals are more of a full time engagement, some are more as an advisor and consultant when when they have extra time because they have their own business or or other um, you know, things taking up their time. So I bring the team of people together. We have the idea. We then work on the foundation of the company with um, systems and processes, fine-tuning the idea, the different business verticals within the business, um, the different business verticals that could be potentially available in the future as well. Because if we look at today, um, maybe we only have two or three, you know, revenue streams that we can pursue. But as the space is in its infancy and as it develops over the next three four five years you know we already have another three revenue streams that we want to pursue in a year and a half two years from now so for me identifying um a business that has scalability that has longevity as technology changes and adapts and grows um is it going to be in a space that that has more potential versus a space that's going to you know die in the end like blockbuster or something like that Um, So really, it's the idea, bringing together a team of people, if you can, if you have that luxury, um, and then start brainstorming, start building the foundation. Um, I'm a strong advocate of, you know, taking a few months to build the team camaraderie, uh, making sure everybody works well together, um, and then working out some kinks, because there's going to be good ideas and bad ideas. um, And then work on it on a part time basis, really just start to, at the beginning, it's a small snowball. And you would just want to start pushing the snowball around, getting it a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, And then at a certain point, it's going to be time to launch that company when you have the foundation in place. So those would be my steps.
1: Great. Thanks for that. I mean, it's so helpful. So now before we go to the final section of the podcast, is there anything that you really want to share? And, you know, perhaps I didn't ask you or didn't let you.
0: Um, if I wanted to share with any of the listeners right now, um, I would say uh, a focus on 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 technology and and the future. Um, technology is evolving at an exponential rate, um, and if you're going to be launching a new business or pursuing a new passion or career, try to focus on you know, where the space is going to be potentially in the next 5, 10, 15, or 20 years, hop on YouTube, watch some videos about, you know, where technology is going. Um, Because, you know, building a business where, you know, that industry could be potentially irrelevant or drastically changed in the next three or four or five years would be uh, quite disheartening. Um, So I would really keep the focus on on the future and, and where things are going to go.
1: Yeah, that is great to to remember. Okay, now, I mean, Tom, this has been such an inspiring, you know, motivating conversation. Thank you so much for taking your time out today. Now we are going to end with our final five rapid fire questions. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. All right. Yeah. So these are the five questions that I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's do it.
1: Yes. The first question is, what is one thing you wish you knew earlier?
0: Oh, one thing I wish I knew earlier. Um to be less self-critical.
1: Awesome. Second question. If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? Hmm.
0: I wouldn't change anything because I believe everything happens for a reason.
1: This is always the answer that I get from all the guests. (laughs) Yes, they always say nothing. I wouldn't change anything. That is just beautiful. Third question. What is something you are trying to learn or curious about right now?
0: Very focused on uh, holographic technology, robotics, and, and the development of technology.
1: Great and now the next question would be if you have 5 minutes and the whole world was listening to you what would you say
0: oh wow that's a lot of pressure <laughs> um i i would i would say like stop stop fighting amongst one another start working together there's no benefit to the conflict Um, you know just try to you know be as nice as you can to other people you don't know what they're going through Um, be the best version of yourself work on yourself and um, pursue worthwhile goals on a journey that you enjoy and with with the best company that you can have to accompany you
1: that is a beautiful message thank you and now the last question is what brings you joy?
0: What um uh connection with people um for sure. So so building worthwhile connections with people and and uh, assisting people with overcoming limiting beliefs and and pursuing their goals and becoming the best versions of themselves.
1: Yeah, I we haven't talked about limiting beliefs yet. I mean, we can talk about that for another, like I'm sure like another one hour <laughs> just to talk about limiting beliefs and how to overcome that.
0: Um, Easily. Right,
1: thank you so much. Yeah, for taking your time out today. I'm sure a lot of people want to get to know you more, want to work with you. Um, So where can I send people to you?
0: Awesome. People can find me on Instagram, Tom Mays, uh, LinkedIn, uh, website is tommaze.com. You'll see my my businesses posted on that website as well. Um and yeah, reach out anytime. Thank you so much, Joanne, for having me. It's a it's a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope you love this episode. Go follow Tom, go to his website, connect with him and check out all the amazing things that he is doing. And if you are not following me, follow me on Instagram at joyan.chan and tell me and Tom, what is your biggest takeaway from this episode? Because we would love to hear it from you and if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. And I will always leave you the same way as I leave you with every other episode. Show up. The world needs you and you need you. Thanks for listening and I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead. Thanks again to our sponsor, Get the Law of Attraction. Follow them on Instagram for daily spiritual enrichment and encouragement. Especially if your spiritual ice cream cone is melting a bit, you will get a fresh scoop of your favorite flavor of spiritual encouragement and insights. Find Joy with Joy and listeners. We'll also get $25 off when you go to their website and use promo code JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N, when you sign up for their Law Attraction course and Gratitude journal. Once again, that is JOYAN, J-O-Y-A-N, for $25 off, and their links are in the show notes below. Hey guys i hope you love this episode if you love this episode take a screenshot of this and share it on your ig stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway remember to tag me at find joy underscore podcast so that we can connect with you and if you would like to support me personally and support my mission then please help us rate and review the podcast at apple podcast i read all of them And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening. And I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.